Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Amen. Well, we're going to conclude tonight the second part of the series that we're in entitled Slight Adjustment. Can you say that with me? Say slight. Slight adjustment. I, I kind of mentioned last week that uh, there's one principle in life that, that I've, I'm learning, and I'm learning to adapt better to that, and that is um, sometimes all you need in life is a slight adjustment. We all have areas in our lives that we need to address, and every one of us have the ability to do something about it, and it lies within the power of our tongue. You have the power in your tongue. You have a weapon to change your set of circumstances and the things that you're going through. If you brought your Bibles, we're going back for the last time tonight. I, I've been praying this week. We're going, we're going, we're going to shift out of James. I know some of y'all like, man, bless his heart. He didn't go to seminary, cemetery, seminary, whatever, I'm sorry, seminary, and, um, and, and he only knows James. So we're going to get out of James. But tonight, we're going to go back to James chapter 3. And, and this is a letter, and I'm going to repeat this because I think it's good for all of us to remember this. This is a letter from James writing it to the persecuted church. And he just went over some practical things, and that's what we've done over the past few weeks. It's some very practical things that we can apply to our lives. And he's, 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 he's talking about something that is seemingly, uh, seemingly insignificant, yet it has more power over your life than, than, than what you really can imagine or what you know to be true. And it's called the tongue. It's called the tongue. I told you last week that, that, um, that in, in research I found out that every one of us speak enough words to fill a 500-page book. We, ha- we, we speak enough words to fill up an entire page, 500-page book. And I asked the question, what book are you writing? What is your story? What, what are you writing today that's going to affect your tomorrow? Again, you have the power. You have the power and the ability to change today with a slight adjustment, and you actually have the power to change what your tomorrow will be. What is the chapter that you're writing? What James is trying to get us to understand in James 3 is this, that there, there is unbelievably, unbelievable amount of power in your tongue. Lots of messages on taming the tongue, power of the tongue. But you know what? As the church, I don't think we really understand. I really don't. I don't think, I, at times, I forget the power that is in my tongue. I have the power to build up my daughters. I have the power to build up Amy. I have the power to tear them down. And if I be honest, I think I probably lean towards the latter. I lean more towards the tearing down, believe it or not, than I do because I don't understand. I, I don't understand the power of my tongue and the ability that I have to change my circumstances. All right, let's go to James chapter 3. Uh, we're going to read verse 3 and 4 first and break this down. Here we go. When we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships, for example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. In this message tonight, I'm, I'm, I already gave you the first one. I want to give you three takeaways tonight as we're talking about the power that is in your tongue. Three things that your power has, that your tongue has the ability and the power to do. The first one is this, the tongue has the power to direct. That's what we just learned in this, that, 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 the, that the tongue has the power 
to direct. What James was saying when he was talking about, and last week I brought the bridle and the, and the bit for the horse, I brought that up here. And what he was trying to say was, if you can control the mouthpiece, where you put that, you put that bit in the horse's mouth. For those of you that ride horses and like that kind of thing, uh, I do, I'm just not, I'm just not real good at it. Um, but, but you can, you can literally, I mean, I'm 155 pounds now, sitting on a hundred, a, a, a 1200 pound horse. But yet, even though I'm small in size, I have the ability and I have the power to dictate and force that horse in the direction that I want it to go based on the pressure that I apply to the reins and then it applies the pressure in its mouth. And what James, all James was trying to say is this. If you can control the horse's mouth, you can control the horse's body. And if you can control the body, then you can control his direction. The same is true for our lives. If we can control our mouths... If we can control our mouths, that will control our bodies. That's why it's important that we we get a hold of our tongue because our tongue will control our body and our body will dictate the direction of our lives. What am I saying? Speed is important. Speed is important. It's important that, that we don't get caught in a rut, that we, we keep moving forward. That we keep, but it's even more important that we understand where we're going. That's why next, next Wednesday we're going to start a new series on making room and it's more of a visionary visionary message for where where we're going as a ministry it's important that you understand where we're going it's important that you understand where you're going how many have goals and dreams for your family things that you want to do how many of you actually would write those out and put them on your refrigerator i remember growing up Dad would always, you know, family vacation. These are the things that we're looking forward to. This is where we're going. We're, we're, we're in the trenches and we're doing day after day after day after day. But there's, we're going somewhere. I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get stuck in one place. I want to be going somewhere and I want to be about the Father's business. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, if you don't have anything nice to say, if you can't speak positively about your circumstances... And that's what some of us, we have to have the ability to go, it doesn't matter what my circumstances look like, I'm going to speak life into this. It's not going to be this way. I have the power in my tongue to dictate and change my circumstances. It's important that we get this. I know this is a simple message, but how many know it's the simple things that trip us up? It's the simple things, it's the simple things that cause marriages to go awry. It's the simple things that cause our kids and, and parents not to be able to communicate uh, 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 correctly. It's the, it's the small things. It's important that we get this. I'm, I'm trusting that the quietness, and I'm not nervous about it, but I'm hoping that you're getting this because, again, it is these small, simple things that is causing us not to be able to advance the kingdom, not to be able to advance our families. We get stuck where we are. We get stuck as a community because nobody, nobody wants to fight through and get through all the junk. We learn to adapt to it and say, well, it just must, it, it just must, supposed to be this way. No, it's not. It's not supposed to, it's not supposed to be confusing. We're not supposed to be going through depressing times and, and, and stressed out and anxiety. Sure, things are going to happen, but again, it's how you look at those things and how, what we're speaking into those things. Silence is better than negativity. Somebody say, Okay, we'll prove it. Okay, let me show you. In Luke, we're not going to go there, but Zechariah and Elizabeth. Some of y'all know the story about Zechariah and Elizabeth. Uh, the angel came, came to them and told them they were going to have a baby, even though they were like way up in years, like totally impossible to do. And they were going to have a, a, a baby, and they were going to call him John the Baptist, and he was going to make the way, uh, make the way 
for the Lord. He was going to prepare the way for the Lord. And what Zechariah tell the angel? He started telling, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way that's going to happen. Have you seen me? If I walked up to Elizabeth and said, hey, baby. <laughs> I'll stop right there. She would be like, Gabriel, are you serious? That's what I got to work with. <laughs> and what the angels say? He silenced his mouth. He said, you'll be quiet for the next nine months. Why? Because he said, this will happen, and I can't allow your negativity. I can't allow your doubt. I can't allow all the, all the things of your circumstances to speak into that because your baby is going to prepare the way of the Lord. See, there was a purpose... For Oh, I just got, there is a purpose for what was going to happen. And, and there's a purpose for what's going to happen in your life. And let me tell you something. God is not above or beyond shutting your mouth to get you to be quiet. Because a lot of us are speaking into our, our, our circumstances and we're ripping, we're literally ripping our seed, ripping our miracle right out. It's not even, it can't even happen because we're talking into it. You can't get past yourself because all you can do is think about yourself. You can't get past your circumstances because you are in the way. Your mouth is in the way. My mouth is in the way. Let me change it to myself so you don't feel like I'm beating up on you. A lot of times I can't get past, I can't get past my circumstances because I can't get past me. She'll tell you. When I, when I get out of the way and when I shut my mouth, God can do more in my silence. God can do more in your life through your silence. If you don't know how to speak, don't say anything at all. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because I, just because I, I feel like I'm a little educated and I might can say some things just to, to, to cut people and say, just because I can doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean that I need to. I can do more damage to what God is trying to work out in my life based on what I'm speaking into that situation. Same is for you. Same is for you and I. We're t- we talk ourselves out of more. We talk ourselves out of our own miracles. The things that we're believing God for. The things that we've declared and said, this is going to happen. When it actually starts to happen, we freak out because we don't know what to do with it. And then we just start ripping it apart. Or God will say, this is going to happen. We don't see it. We don't know how it's going to happen. So then we just start, do- we just, start just, just, just saturating with doubt, fear, and unbelief. And guess what? You can't grow anything in that kind of soil. What, what seeds are you sowing? I don't, like, I don't like the way my life's turning out. Then shut up. I know my dad don't like that word, but it's true. If you don't like the way your life is, chances are pretty good. You've, you've sown that. There are some things that happen in life that's beyond our control. But again, I have the ability and the power that God has placed inside of me to change that through a slight adjustment. Through a slight adjustment. You can do more with just a slight adjustment. Oh, you want another one? Why it's important not to talk negativity? Joshua told the, the, the Israelites, you're going you're gonna to go into to, 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 uh, Jerusalem, the walls of Jericho, excuse me, walls of Jericho. Told them to march around the city six times on the, for seven days. On the seventh day, march around seven times. Can you imagine what, the, these are warriors. They're looking at each other going, why are we... Why are we, why are we doing, why are we walking around? You got a sword? I got a sword. Why, why are we just sitting here? We're not saying nothing. We're not doing nothing. We just, we just marching. Because God was, he, he was so, he, so precise that you're not going to mess this up. 
You're not going to open your mouth and, 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 and destroy what I'm trying to give you. There's a strategic plan. It's important that we get in his word and understand what his plan is for our life. And when we're connected to a ministry, we need to make sure we understand. And I'm telling you, we're going to make sure it's our responsibility to bring forth that vision to you. But it's important that you understand where we are going together and what the mission is to reach people who are far from God. That's people who are lost, who don't know Jesus, and people who have received him into their heart, but they're not living the way they need to. That's the mission of the church, to re- of this ministry, to reach broken and lost, hurting people such as ourselves. And there are times that we're going to have to make a slight adjustment. It's okay. Obstacles will come in our way. It's okay to make a slight adjustment, but don't try to turn your ship all, just, just, just turn, because you're going to throw people overboard. There's people counting on us. There's people counting. I'm not talking about this ministry. There's people counting on us as individuals. They're counting on you. They're counting on us to get this right. If you don't have enough faith to speak into your, if you don't have enough faith to speak into your tomorrow, regardless of what it looks like, don't say anything at all. James chapter 3, verse 5. Let's keep on going. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body. Lean into this. This is good. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body. But, everybody say but. Mm, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person. We're talking about the tongue now. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and it is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But, everybody say but. No man can tame the tongue. Remember what I told you last week. Pastors have preached that for years, taming the tongue. Taming the tongue, I can tame it. I can tame a lion to come into my house. But how many knows it doesn't change the lion from wanting to, if, if, he, if he gets the, 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 the urge, he can still take me. Here, pretty kitty, kitty, kitty. Rawr. You know what I'm saying? You can tame the tongue, but I will still have the tendency to rip you apart with my weapon. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. Listen, the second point of, of the power of a tongue, the tongue has the power to destroy. It has the power to direct and it also has the power to destroy. Listen, we need to wake up and realize that our tongue is a weapon. How are you using your weapon? Although our tongue is small, it makes a really big impact and fires can be set. Our words, our words are powerful. Y'all remember that little rhyme from nursery school? Sticks and stones break my bones, but words will never hurt you. Baloney. Because many of us as adults are sitting in this room and we still can't get past the words that were spoken into us or over us by our parents, by people in our lives, by people who should have shut their mouths altogether. We are affected today. At 41 years of age, I'm affected because of something that someone else said. I can forgive them, but you can't take those words back because they're powerful, they're living, and they're breathing. So for us to say, 
Words aren't, it's not that important. No, it, it's very important. Some of y'all are sitting here today and, and, you, and you can't even get past some of the things that people have said over you. You're still struggling over the things that have been spoken of your life today. Why? Because there are power in our words. Grown adults, and we can't get, we can't, we can't get, we can't get past it. We act like words don't matter. Then why do we remember them? If that's the case, we just all walk around and can you read my bubble up there no it's important that i'm able to speak and and that i'm able to 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 orchestrate or to say things words are powerful that's that's why i'm standing here because words are powerful it's important that we take it's it's one thing just to hear the word but it's another thing to to embrace the word it's one thing to sit in here and listen to a powerful message, but it's one thing to embrace that message. You can say, oh, that was good, and don't do nothing with it. But it's another thing to actually embrace that thing and say, you know what, I'm going to do something with this. Why? Because there's power in our words. There's power in our words. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. it's not going to be on the screen, but you know this when it says the tongue has the power of life and death. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Man, we've been believing for a baby. Not us. <laughs> we done. Oh, we've been believing for a baby. But God just don't understand. And, 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 and so-and-so, they're, 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 they're able to conceive. And, and, and we're just sitting here. Shut up. Stop talking. Well, so-and-so, they're getting blessed, and, and, and I know you, were, you want us to be blessed, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Stop, 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 stop trying to take the, the very things that God is trying to put in your hands by saying, I don't see how it's going to happen. Guess what? You're not going to see how it's going to happen because you're not God. <laughs> I'm not God. His ways are higher. He's going to see exactly how it's supposed to be done. What am I supposed to do? Just trust him. Put it in his hands and trust him. Stop trying to take it back out and go, well, if you don't do it the time that I need you to do this in, I'm going to work it out myself, God. You may get a little something for a short time, but God never wanted to give you something for a short time. He wanted to put something in your hands that's going to last a little, a little while. A.K.A. dating and marrying people that we shouldn't. Oh, you can, you can, you can put a ring on it. And you can drop it in the sack. But, but is it going to last for a while? But if you let God do it and do it his way, put a ring on it, enjoy all the pleasures and all that stuff, and then, but, but ha- have, have it for a longer time and, and save yourself a heartache. Okay, I know I'm just meddling right there, but I'm just telling you. We got to trust God with every area of our life. Every area of our life. What are you speaking over your circumstances? In your mind, you just, you just shoot that circumstance. Whatever you're doing, what are you speaking in that? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? To your situations, to your finances, to your relationship, are you, relationships. Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? There is fire in our mouth. Have you ever said something and wish you could take it back? Ever sent a text and you hit sin and go, oh, why did I hit sin? Please don't say delivered. Please don't say delivered. And all of a sudden, you see those little bubbles in your phone. You know they're fixing to respond. You ever said something? You just you take it back. A text message, an email. I used to love that, that option back at intercall when 
because back in then, I was real hot-headed back then and had a little title and thought I was something, and I would send emails because I knew I had the power to dictate and blah, 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 whatever. And I'd send stuff. And they'd send us to classes about how, what emails to send and what not to send and how to send them and, and all that stuff. But it's this little cool feature. When you send something, you know you really shouldn't, but it felt good sending it. It felt good putting it on Facebook. I knew I was just trying to get y'all so y'all knew what I was talking about. It had that cool little feature that you could, you could click and, and it'd pull it back before anybody else. As long as they didn't open it, it comes back to you. And they, don't, they never, even, never even knew it happened. Love that. But how many knows that's not the way real life works? Once you say it, it's out there. And you can't take it back. It's time for us as the church to be careful and intentional, full of purpose with our words. Why? Because our words can destroy one another. But if they can destroy one another, they can also heal. I don't want to just look at the negative. Your words can also heal your circumstances. Your words can also heal the relationships. Jesus said the tongue is set on fire by hell. Listen, you might not, you might not be going to hell, but you have the power to unleash it. You might, not, you might be saved and not going to hell, but you have the power to unleash hell on people. I know that I do. I know that I have the power to unleash hell in my house based on how I respond to food in the bedroom, to things not being done the way I think they need to be. I can unleash hell, and it will be hell in my house. But I also have the ability to shut my mouth and allow God to work on me because guess what? It's not about me, and it's not about you. we got to get ourselves out of the way. See, if we could just do that, it would be a lot easier to control this. But we're too busy putting ourselves on the pedestal, putting ourselves on the platform. All right, James 3, verse 9. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father. Are you still with me? I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap up. With the tongue we praise our Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. The tongue has the power to direct. The tongue has the power and ability to destroy. Number three, the power. The tongue has the power to define. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, you just don't know my heart. If you ever felt like you misunderstood and you've said that, you've said, I know I've said it. I, I was misunderstood and I, I said, my first response was, well, they just don't, you just don't know my heart. Well, that, that doesn't line up with what the word says. Because the word says, out of the abundance, out of the abundance, this is Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever's in your heart, that comes out your mouth. So, so if you're saying, well, they don't know my heart, well, then maybe you should notify your mouth because the two aren't matching up. And the word of God is true. Our words will always define who we really are and what's going on on the inside. Listen, you can sing and worship. You can be in here and just love the worship and love Jesus. But if you go out of this place and use your tongue as a weapon to destroy other people, you've missed the point. There are people in churches that come in and they go and they're in every church and they come in and they sing and they, and they, and they put a dollar in the collection plate and they do all that stuff. But then when they leave because they think they, I've done my duty, I've done my due diligence. But when they leave, they unleash hell on people 
and their circumstances and then, and, then, and then complain about why their life is the way that it is. You did it. You said it. And the Bible even says, if that's what's going on in your heart, all this other stuff, Lord, we love you, all that is just like a clanging cymbal and a bunch of pots and pans to Jesus. He's not even, if, if you're going out and you're unleashing hell and you're destroying people with the weapon of your tongue, all that other stuff is just a loud clanging noise to God up there when you're in here just worshiping. Jesus, help us. Salt water and fresh water can't flow. The point is, we don't have a tongue issue. We don't have a vocabulary issue. We have a heart issue. Because what's going on in your heart comes out your mouth. If you don't like what's going on in your, out your mouth, and you realize and recognize I don't have control all the time of my tongue, that means something's going, something's going awry in your heart. You got, you got to get back to the source. I was thinking about uh, the, the salt water, fresh water can't flow. You know, a lot of people, when they build pools, they, they do the, um, the chlor, chlor, chlorine pools or whatever, and then sometimes they change over to the um, saltwater pools. You have to change the whole operating system. You, you, can't, you can't begin to flow salt water through that system that, that, that was built and controlled for, for chlorine. It's the same thing. You have a system that is, it, you can, you, for just a little while, you probably can shoot some of that salt water through that chlorine. I don't know all the correct terms, but y'all, y'all just track me. Just follow me, okay? That system that, that will allow the chlorine and all that stuff to go through, you may can run that, but how many knows that system will break down? There are many of us in churches who were breaking down because we've got a system that needs to come through clear and, and clean, and, and, but yet we got a lot of salty talk, a lot of messy stuff coming out of our mouth in the system. The operating system is breaking down, and we can't figure out why. It's up to us to, we just need to go, what am I, which way am I going to be? The message is about standing on the fence. Am I going to be hot or cold? You need to be something, but don't be lukewarm. You can't, you got to be either be salty and just let the crap flow, or you got to let Jesus and the river of living water flow through you so that you can affect people's lives. But you can't do both with that, that operating system. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you have an operating system that cannot function on salty, messy stuff. So we just got to determine which, which, which way is it going to be? What, how am I going to live? God, I, we, we repent for saying things and, and, and being salty and being me- I don't like salt water. I, don't even like, I used to like going to the beach. I like going to the beach, but I don't want to get in the water. It don't take but one time for that water to come over and you get all that salty mess and you're like, I'm a chlorine boy. I like chlorine. I like to swim in a pool. Ain't no crazy animals in there. I can see everything that's in there with me. Call me what you want to, but I'm going to stay alive. <laughs> but I don't like that messy stuff. In my, I don't like that. And we should be the same way. If my system is a God system, everything inside of me, when anything else tries to run through it, should be going, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It should be like a, like a, like a filter. Uh-uh, uh-uh, stop. But no, we like, oh, yeah, I like this. makes me feel good. I can say this, and I can tell them off, and I can... You're, you're going to jack up your operating system. And before too long, you will break down. And we won't see you in church anymore. Your spot will be empty. Why? Because your operating system broke down. Because you were trying to run something through it that was never designed to run. Our words define us. There's a story in, in, in Kings. I was gonna, I'll, just, I'll sum it up for you instead of going there. 
There's a story in Kings talking about that our words will define us. Of two, I believe it was two prostitutes. And they both had babies. And they, they lived um, under the same roof. And they had babies. And one of them, the baby died in the middle of the night. And the mom realized it. The other mom with her baby under her arm was fast asleep. But the one mother realized her baby was dead. So she went and she swapped the babies. And when they woke up the next day, the mom went to breastfeed her baby. And my baby's dead. But, this is, but she looked closely and goes, this isn't my baby. This is true now. This is in the Bible. Sound like some Jerry Springer stuff. Some of y'all turn that TV off and get in your devotions. It's still, it's still entertaining to watch. And she, she looked close. She goes, this ain't my baby. So they go to the king. She, this is not my child. And the other lady's going, no, that's my child. The king's trying to figure out, well, who's the mom? What do you do? He goes, I'll solve it. I'll take my sword and I'll cut the baby in half and both of y'all can have the baby. A piece of the baby. And the one mother said, sounds like a great idea to me. And the one mama said, don't. Don't hurt my baby. And the king said, you're the mother of the child. Why? Because her words defined who she was. It's in 1 Kings. Your words define who you are. Just coming in here, just putting a forward sticker on the back of your car, wearing a green shirt, doesn't mean anything. It's your words that define who you are in the community. It's our words. When we get our heart right, our mouth will start to reflect it. People shouldn't, want to, pe- 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 people shouldn't be confused or wonder the heart of Forward Church. They should hear it every step of the way. Why? Because our words define, that's why we put it on podcasts. That's why we, that's why we put it on Facebook. Because our words define who we are and what we're about. Why do we say things like, the best is yet to come? Why do we say things like that? In the midst of my circumstance, in the midst of everything going crazy, yeah, that's crazy. But the best is yet to come. Why do we say that? Because it's some cliche statement? No, 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 no. Because we want to direct our lives towards a happy future. Again, you have the power to change your circumstances. They may be jacked up. They may be, they may be screwed up. But you have the power to change that. It doesn't have to stay that way. You can say the rest of my life will be the best of my life. The rest of my marriage will be the best of will be the best marriage. The best is yet to come. Why do we look for ways to encourage other people? Because we realize that we have a weapon in our mouths. That's why we say it. We say it all the time to encourage and to lift people up. Why? Because because we may may or may not know what you're going through, but I also have the ability and a weapon to to say something good on your behalf and I don't even realize it but then I'm starting to cut away the things that may be around you that you're feeling but I can't see it I'm looking at, I'm looking at you Michelle whatever it is I can say something that would lift you up and, and, and I, what I see is almost like vines and things that would attach and I'm not picking on her I'm saying any of us but when I'm, when I'm looking at you 
And it, it, it could be like as I'm lifting you up, those branches, those vines, and those weeds, those, those things are falling off. They're breaking. Why? Because they're not strong enough to withstand the power of the, of the words and the power of God's word coming out of my mouth over your life. That's why it's important to encourage people. You've got a weapon. You can't change that. It's what you do with that weapon. I got a gun that sits in my car. It can be used for good or it can be used for bad. It's your choice. But it's my choice. I'm not getting on the whole gun thing, so don't even think I was going there, okay? But I'm just saying, I have a weapon. I can't take that back. I have one right here. I can't change what it is, but I can change with what I do with it. You have a weapon. What you do with it. When you speak over those kids' lives and they don't even realize what's going on, Bethany Marie. You have the ability to instill in them something that they will never come in contact with. And you may never know the impact that you have on their life until you get to heaven. And you might not even know then. But what you need to know now is that you have a weapon in your tongue that cuts through all the stuff and all the junk and, 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 and parents not in the picture and all that stuff that they're going through and family feuds and fights and all. You have the ability, you have a weapon. And they don't, and, and they don't even, even, even need to know what you're doing, but you know in the spirit I'm ripping and I'm cutting that stuff off so it can't attach it because they need to have a chance in life. It doesn't matter how old they are. We all, we come in contact with people who, who they have stuff attached to them. You've got a weapon in your, in your ranks to cut that stuff off. And it's, it doesn't matter if they realize what you're doing. God sees what you're doing. And eternity will tell. But, but we want the glory. I want you to know that I'm, I want you to know that I'm, I'm pulling you out of this stuff. I want you to know so that you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate me and, and you'll take me out to dinner because I did something good for you. We gotta stop that. We gotta, we gotta do stuff and then let it go. And, 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 and they're not having marriage problems, but I'm just saying, if I notice something and I, and I just, and it, it's not so that I can get the glory and go, oh, so they can go around town and say, well, Bradley helped us through. No, no, no. It's to, it's, it's to point them to the one who can help them change the situation. And then I walk off and, cause I got something else I need to do. Cause I got a weapon and I'm gonna use it. I don't want it to get rusty just sitting here. And it's not for my benefit, it's for the benefit of other people. Amen. Thank you, guys. And y'all just roll with me when stuff like that pops in my head. But, but, but we need to see that. Instead of tearing down, we want to build up. Instead of, inst- instead of, instead of say, speaking words of discouragement, we need to speak words of hope. Instead of speaking words of hate, we need to speak loving words. Getting God's word in our heart will help us to make slight adjustments and our words will reflect. When we get God's word in our heart, our mouth will reflect exactly where we've been. So if you don't like where you are in life, adjust your speech if you're, and your tongue. If you're having a hard time adjusting your tongue, then you need, to, you need to take a look at what your heart is into. Who you're hanging out with. Where you're investing your time. What's getting a hold of your heart. Did you hear me? What's getting your heart? 
who has your heart. Whatever is occupying the most of your time, that is where your heart is. And it will come through in your speech. And it will direct your steps and your destination. You arrive accordingly, according to where you've been. It all starts back here. Who's got your heart? Where's your heart? Will you stand tonight? All over this room. God, we give you our hearts tonight. God, forgive us for allowing things to attach themselves to our heart. God, help us to recognize the operating system that you've placed in with, inside of us. It doesn't function properly when we've got the world system trying to flow through it. So forgive us tonight. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if there's anybody in the room tonight that would say, you know what? You said, who has my heart? I've never asked Jesus to come into my heart and to make my heart his home. If you're here tonight, you say, you know what? I need, I need, I need to invite Jesus into my heart. I don't really know all that there is to know about being saved and being a Christian. Or maybe I've been acting like I'm a Christian. But I need to know that he lives in my heart. I need him to come in and help clean out some stuff and change my operating system. If that's you tonight, I just want you to slip your hand all up. up. All I want to do is pray for you. Anybody here tonight that would say, you know what? I want to know that Jesus is in my heart. And I want him to adjust my operating system. And there's hands up all over this room. Father, for every person with their... Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.